Sunday pour back Monday night, President's Day 2023. Snuck up on us again this year. Another President's Day in the books. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you had to work today, it sucks. Yeah, it did Not, suck. Yeah. Well, I, you know I what? Con- I concur. The president was working today. Wow. Oh, yeah, he was. Some might be, some might not call that work, but we'll, we'll call it work. He was, tra- he it was traveling. A, he was traveling. Wow. Okay. He stuck a few naps in there probably too, but. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Islanders just uh, put an empty netter in for two. They're going to beat the Penguins tonight. A much needed victory for the New York Islanders on the road. Wow. Empty netter. Yeah. Who was it? Uh, Brock Nelson, Zach Parisi, Bo I Horvat. I didn't sense you put it in. Horvath had a, t- a game tire before. Uh, they were down 2-1 coming into the third, and now they're going to win 4-2. Uh, all right. Road victory. Yeah, much needed. They've been cold. So, uh, yeah, another pre- – I didn't know I didn't know President's Day was such a benchmark for you. I didn't realize, you know, that it, that it snuck up on you like that, that it was uh, something that could sneak up on you. Well, eventually it's going to become a a real national holiday when it uh when they move the Super Bowl eventually to the weekend of President's Day. And then I think more people will will really, uh, you know, have a grasp on when it comes. Well, will you um immediately nominate Roger Goodell for the NFL Hall of Fame if he makes that happen? Uh, no, because I don't think it's really that big of a deal. I think more people will uh, – there's some other people that will, uh, you know, really get excited about that. Like, I've taken the day at the Super Bowl off before. I've had it off. I've gone and hung over many times. It's not really that big of a deal to me. Uh, Goodell's gonna, week Goodell's six. Gonna, right, exactly. It's, it's, it's another Monday. It's a little bit more of a dark, depressing Monday, but still another Monday nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goodell's going to have to do a lot more than that. Okay. To, uh, right. He got, you know, I, he did get us through the COVID year. That's, I gave him credit for that. So for, for a, like an, a, an all-time scumbag that he is, uh, he, did, he did do that for us. That was pretty impressive. That, is, that, just, that just went to show what a machine the league is. Oh, forget it, man. That was never like never a doubt. Tuesday night football, Wednesday night football. <laughs> it didn't matter. Fourth, fourth, you know, quarterbacks coming quarterbacks that are on the special teams, like practice squad, not even yeah. really quarterbacks. Kendall playing. Hinton had to start a game for Denver. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, who's probably better, probably had a better rating than Russell Wilson. So but so no, like I a don't... sneak peek into their future, Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, really, truly. But I don't have the day. I don't have the day off anyway, so I can give a shit. If 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 Goodell was to make it happen and make my company get the day off, then I would think about nominating him for the Hall of Fame. But I need my what's company. their what's their beef with President's Day? I mean, it's a it's a national holiday. Uh, the 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 first time that they had um, Martin Luther King Day off was my first year there, which was six years ago. So uh, I think they just don't. I don't, they don't they don't want to give days off when they don't when they don't have to. So it's like Christmas, Thanksgiving. Other than that, go fuck yourself. Uh, Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Labor Day. I mean, I'm assuming Juneteenth is just out of the question. You will be there, Juneteenth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually came up today. 
uh, in conversation about our days off. But and yeah, Martin Luther King Day, New Year's Christmas, New Year's Christmas, Thanksgiving. They just give you the meat and potatoes. There's no fr- I, no uh, frills really. Yeah, no Veterans Day, no Columbus. Ooh, no Day. No Veterans Day. No Columbus Day. Yeah. Yeah, really, really no frills. <laughs> Only the necessary. Bare minimum. Yeah. No Good yep. Friday. That's out, right? Oh, my God. No Good Friday. No. Good Friday. That's a person. That's You got to take a personal day if you want to go to church on Good Friday. The Only like the holiest day of the Catholic calendar. Speaking of sneaking up, I think Ash Wednesday is Wednesday. Ash, it is. It's, it's early this year. Yeah, it is coming up. You'll be seeing a lot of the ashes going around. We could start to, yeah, we could pick yeah. out who's still doing that. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. That is, uh, I don't know what I don't know what you call it. It's like the, not not the mark of the beast. That seems like sacrilegious. Probably shouldn't say that. But you see, who's you know who's getting up early, going to church, commuting. Just seems like a lot. Just get some ash in your forehead. There's been many years where the way I the sign that it was Ash Wednesday was when I happened to see someone with the ashes. Yeah, you go. You almost forget it's a thing until you run across one of these guys. Do like a double take, and I'm like, "What the fuck? Oh, it is. It's Wednesday, February." I'm kind of expecting less every year. And there's always a couple of people that surprise you. It's like, "Oh, you're like a church, you're a churchgoer, going there on a." Wednesday morning before you're going to six thirty mass or whatever it is seven o'clock mass. Like if you see a coworker, do you automatically file them away as like I got to be careful? A joke I make in front of them. No, I think, little... no, because you know what? I'm Catholic. I was raised Catholic. I went through all the motions. I'm confirmed. I can baptize. I got everything. I I can make jokes about Catholicism. I lived. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't even mean Catholicism jokes. I just mean jokes in general. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it depends. I there's people I think I, I'm, there's people that I'm like in my mind I know who's gonna be doing it, and there's people I would be surprised if they showed up tomorrow, and there's people I'd be surprised if they didn't. But you know, I don't think. No, what jokes couldn't you make in front of a Catholic? I don't know. I just I would think like if you're still doing that, if you're still going through those motions, like maybe you have a little bit different of a sense of humor than I do. It's got to be, for me to think that, you're going to have to be at least two generations removed from me. If you're 20 years older than me, I think maybe we're on kind of the same level. If you're 30 to 35 years older than me, maybe not. Maybe we have a different wavelength. Okay. I'm going to go by that. I'm going to go by age at that point. People. if it's someone like your age or younger that hasn't? That person's a weirdo. I'm, you know, a lot of people kind of give into the familial pressure, like coming from their parents and grandparents and stuff. And you know, like even I was talking to somebody t- today or yesterday that I know is going to be coming. I have, a, I have a feeling will be coming in with it. They, they told me all about the baptism of their kid and stuff. And even she was like making a point, like my grandparents, but they are really devout. I'm like, well, I don't know, like. What make what what's the difference between somebody who goes every Sunday and gets those through all the motions and like the baptism and and as their kids go through Sunday school and stuff like that? And what's the difference between doing that and being really but really devout? What's the difference? If you go every Sunday, you put money in the basket. If you put mm-hmm. your kids through all that kind of stuff, you're 
as devout as the next person. Oh, because so she's she does all those things you're saying. Yeah, I, yeah. I picture I pictured her as like doesn't go to church, but she makes her kids go through the motions of. No, I have a feeling like that what her, my mother did. <laughs> I feel like that are every Sunday family. Oh yeah, so then no, Friends yeah, she's in it and stuff. Yeah, so I mean like. But they, I mean, she made like a point, like, oh, but my grandparents, they're really, I don't understand. I don't know what the difference is. Like, to me, like they probably have like a cross in the house or something. You walk in and just, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's, they it's, got, uh, they got fine china with like Jesus on it. It used to be uh, a picture of the Pope and a picture of Sinatra on the wall in these like old Italian houses. Hmm. I think now it'd be a picture of the Pope and a picture. No, not even the Pope anymore. Well, maybe, but people like don't like the Pope anymore. I don't like the Pope. Well, he's like more progressive than any other Pope before. Well, maybe yeah. not. Maybe not any other. <laughs> By pope. pope standards, he's progressive, but well, I don't know. Um, there's like popes back in the day who basically used the Vatican as a brothel. So you know, it it's pretty. Was it like a gay thing. Turkish bathhouse or something? I don't know. It's po- it's very possible. I'm not ruling anything out. But they were basically they were basically helping out the Medici family and like a crime. They're like a little bit of a crime syndicate back in the day. Mm. <laughs> not like now. <laughs> They're very honest and above board. <laughs> yeah, but they found Jesus. Yeah, they, I'm sure they did. But I mean, back to the point. Like, there's a lot of people don't even like the Pope now because he's so progressive. They just kind of dismiss him as. Uh, I don't know, for lack of a better term, like a woke pope. The woke pope. <laughs> that should be the next one. There's a new pope. There's, a, there's there was there HBO show, the new pope and the old. Pope. I started watching that pope show and I I couldn't uh, get into it. Jude Law. Yeah, yeah. How into like that? Like, are you? If you got like, I'm think, trying to think, like, um, Da Vinci Code. Were you into that kind of stuff? Like, did you watch those? I saw the first one. Yeah, it's okay, right? Like, not bad, entertaining enough. Yeah, it's you know, it's like complete fiction, but it's a fun little. Do you enjoy shows like fictionalized shows that are heavily um, involving the Catholic Church? Like, The Sopranos did it to an extent. Like, there's episode, there's a priest character. There's episodes where you know, Polly's talking to the priest and the church and stuff. Um, yeah, that was more. I mean, it was, I guess, religion theme, but it was, that no, was no. more just about Italian culture, I guess. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't, I don't mean like that. But I mean, if if you were to expand on that, would you have interest in watching a show that was kind of heavy into that, like like the New Pope type stuff? The, uh, the New Pope was a little too much. It was a little boring for me. Like yeah. just hanging out at the Vatican every day is kind of boring. I would need. Uh, I don't know what I would need if it, if a show was. Well, I just watched The Leftovers, but it wasn't heavy on Catholicism, but it was mm-hmm. definitely heavy on like the religion. Theme. Yeah, it was, I was really out there. I would like to see. I don't know why they wouldn't do it. I would like to see a show like about like some sinful popes, some sinful like you know holy people. Give me a show where they're corrupt. Give me a show where you know they're hooking up with. Uh, I don't know. Little boys? Roman horse. No, 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 no. God, not that sinful. Like cool You don't sins. want to get that that cool, cool sins, not not the shitty sins. People might hammer it though for saying it's a little unrealistic if you're gonna show sinful priests and that leave the little kids out of it. 
Yeah, no, that's true. That's I'm sure I'm sure there will be people that say that, but I, you know, you could, if you're gonna have a main character that's a sinner, it, it, there's certain lines you can't cross. Like it's so funny. Like I'd seen recently, like stuff about The Sopranos, and people are talking about, like, oh, how could he talk like that to that kid Noah? How could he say those things to that kid Noah? I'm like, you fucking kidding me? Like, he, didn't he strangle a guy? <laughs> strangle a guy in cold blood? Yeah. <laughs> that was their gripe with the Tony yeah. Soprano character. He choked out a guy over a horse. Like, cheated on his wife a billion times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, he said something racist to a half black, half Jewish kid. Oh, what a terrible a murder. Guy. Maybe you guys serial murder. Yeah, that's season that's season three. If you're just picking up on he's a bad guy in season three, I think maybe you're behind a little bit. Yeah. In I'm more ways than one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I I went to a Catholic college, and one of my I, one of the requirements was taking a class on religion. And of course, it's like I think it might have been a Catholic, like a, a, about the history of Catholicism, maybe. I was gonna say when like it's a religion course, it was probably centered on theirs. So you had to pick. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I, I thought when I was setting it up, I thought for a second that maybe it was like kind of all encompassing, but. Now that I'm thinking about it, it was all like the Catholic history. They're not teaching so, about Islam. No, I don't. I didn't get one single note on that. I mean, they might have like went over it in passing. Here's why they're wrong, something like that. But, um, but in my yeah. but in my final paper, I did a whole thing on just like all the corruption in the Vatican, like as a little fu to everybody that was there, like all the bad shit that's running it down from like the 1200s or whatever. You know, going back as far as those records are kept. Some some good stuff, man. Some good stuff. Was your teacher like uh was your teacher somebody who was a religious guy or was he just there to kind of I couldn't you like a historian? I could not even picture it could it it could have been a historian and it could have been, you know, brother, or whatever the well, fuck. did it affect your grade? What was your grade? Was it a I don't know. I'm here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I could not tell you. I was proud of the paper, regardless of what the grade was. All right. I didn't know if you'd have a problem with it going after Catholic Church. Uh, I don't think it was. I don't, I'd remember if I flunked it or something. I doubt because that would have pissed me off because I remember most of my bad grades. That I didn't think I I remember a lot of my bad grades, but I especially remember the ones that I didn't think I deserved. So I don't think there was any kind of problem with that. Didn't one. come out with a lot of red. I don't think so. On it. Yeah, you'll, I don't... you'll shoot your eye out. Kid. <laughs> yeah, you might. <laughs> you get my. You got to say ten our fathers and ten Hail Marys and a couple glory bees. <laughs> get right with the after this paper. Yeah. Yep. You know, I got. Uh, uh, I got. I got something. I got to just get off my chest. I don't, I don't, it's not even like a story, but it's just something I got. I just. It's, I've been. It's been bothering me all day. This morning. Girl comes into work and she's like coming around telling people that she brought bagels in. She's like, I got mm-hmm. bagels in the kitchen. I was like, Oh, all right, go check out, go grab a bagel. So, you know, a little time goes by, I make my way over there, and there's a plastic Ziploc bag with three bagels. I'm sure there that wasn't just three, but there's three bagels left. So I'm like, Oh, all right, no cream cheese, nothing like that. Not a setup, just bagels in plastic bag. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. I grabbed one because I was just saying, once you heard, once I, once I was in the mood, I was like, I had to have one. So I was just gnawing this for a little bit. Take it back, just bite into it. It's a fucking day old. Now, I have no problem bringing mm. day old bagels into work. 
But don't go around telling people you brought bagels to work. Like you had leftovers and you brought them in. You know, just leave them there. Somebody will find them. Don't go around telling people you brought bagels like some hero, like some office hero. And I appreciate I'm, I'm appreciative of it. Of course, you know, I got a free bagel of it. I've no, I'm I'm not I'm not above a day old bagel, but just don't go uh just don't go pumping up, you know, beeping your own horn. Maybe she was banking on you toasting it. There's no there's no butter, there's no cream cheese, there's no jelly, it's just bagels in a plastic bag. <laughs> there's not not none of that uh, even in the office anywhere. I don't know. I no I mean you can no, nah, you could go buy some, I'm sure, like in the cafeteria or something, but I wasn't gonna do that. The whole reason I went there so I didn't so I didn't one didn't have to buy anything, and two, I didn't to go down, you know, the six floors to get it. I mean, I'm not against doing a bagel by itself, but I think I need a little something on the bagel. I need a I need a butter, I need a cream cheese. No, that's yeah, that's that's fine too, which you've been very disappointed. I don't mind a plain bagel just like that anyway. It's a, to me it's just a piece of bread. You know, but I get I get your point of view too. Yeah. I would I would be disappointed if I was you, I'd be even more disappointed. But like, all right, bagels, go over there. There's not like a setup where there's some Philadelphia cream cheese. Right. The announcement makes it seem like there's a spread. Yeah. Just leave them, you know. So she got bagels for the family yesterday. Or maybe somebody doesn't. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know. I maybe somebody brought them, maybe somebody brought them or she or some or she went someplace and they like pawned them off on her. Who knows? Who knows? Hand me down bagels. Yeah, one way or the other. It's at least at least two times, maybe three or four. Yeah, it's a bad job. Yeah, just leave three bagel in the Ziploc bags. Bad luck. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure there was more because I didn't. I waited like maybe 20 minutes before I went over there, half hour. So yeah, yeah, yeah. This just bothered me. I had to get off my chest. I just, uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks, thanks for, thanks for listening. Yeah. Well, I mean, JFK, first Roman Catholic president. Yeah. What they do? Back to, to the re- religious theme here. What they do to him? Well, has there been a has there been a Catholic since him? Is it Biden? Uh, is he? Uh, maybe. Maybe he's number two. Trump held the Bible. Is he Catholic? Is he Protestant? Is he, uh... Yeah, I always. I feel like it's more like in to be Protestant when you're president. It's like more whiter. Oh, it's so much whiter. Yeah. Protestant is just like I don't even. Well. I think you have to be white to be Protestant. Is my point. <laughs> it seems like something. It's like a requirement. Yeah, that seems all right. I don't know too many black Protestants. I feel like the black Catholics are, uh, what is it called? Baptists. Baptists. Yeah. Yes. The, the singing, the singing, and the dancing. Yeah, I just pictured Nick Nolte and blue, blue chips. chips. Yeah. That's yeah, I, I was doing a lot of fun fact reading up on presidents today. Okay. I don't know if, if there's anybody you want to personally dive into that you might not know about. What are my options? What What do you have? Uh, well, I'll tell you who I've de- I've declared, and this is all the I have. This is basically older guys. I didn't, uh, you know, Henry Obama's uh, autobiography or whatever. Yeah, just because the old guys are more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I may have found the worst president ever. Okay. Uh, all right. I think hmm. he has a rest stop in New Jersey. 
There's a lot of people who have rest stops in New Jersey. I think he might be one of them, though, but I'm not sure. Uh, Vince Lombardi's not a president. He has a rest stop. James Gonolfini has a rest stop. He's not a president. Um, million rest stops. The, the Roosevelt's is one of the Roosevelt's have, uh, but they aren't the worst ever. No, the Roosevelt's are pretty good, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think Teddy's like one of the cooler presidents we've ever had. Yeah, Teddy. I got some fun facts on Teddy, I think. Teddy seems like a cool guy. Outdoorsman, kind of a tough guy, finishing speeches with a bullet in him. Yeah. Pretty badass. Speaks awfully, carry a big stick. I think that was yeah. Teddy. Yeah, I think, he's, I think he said that as he grabbed his crotch. He's like the shoes, like the Sean Kemp of presidents. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, all right, I, I, that's, I'm out of rest areas. So I don't Rutherford know. B. Hayes. Oh, all right. Yeah, he probably has a rest area name after him. He's probably at least a stall. So I read today that Rutherford B. Hayes mm-hmm. banned liquor and wine from the White House because he wanted to set a good example. What year was Rutherford, B. Rutherford Hayes? 18. I mean, I Grant was, he's a 19th president. He's after Grant. So this okay. is like late 1800s. Yeah, so this is right before Prohibition. This is like before the temperance movement and all that. That makes sense. He had a schmuck in there that thinks he's, uh, I mean, he's, this you is, think he did it for political points? I don't know, but this is still far enough away from Pro. This is like 40 years before Prohibition. Yeah, but I mean, in uh, political terms, that's like six minutes. It just feels I like I don't like feel, I don't like his reasoning. Feel, set a good example. Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, isn't yeah. Church. I don't know if I think he may have been. I think he may have been influenced by his wife. Uh, he There's a few of these like guys. That. Oh yeah, James Polk, another giant pussy. You guys are whipped, and you're 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 voting them in for the presidency. You can't have a guy. You can't have a whipped guy in the presidency. James Polk, number eleven. Yeah. Okay. His wife was so uptight they they banned dancing from the White House. That's probably okay. A lot of you can't have white people dancing. They're all white back then. Dancing probably sucked. They probably she's probably like, no. These people suck at dancing. I don't want these shitty dancers in my house. Oh yeah. Well, she also disapproved of horse racing. Oh, what a cunt. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Fucking Presbyterian bitch. Uh, Mrs. Polk, you bitch. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, man, that's the heyday of horse racing, too. I mean, that's like the sport of kings type stuff at that point. Yeah, I mean, that was a long time ago. But yeah, horse yeah. racing, definitely big time. I, I hate reading about the presidents who were influenced by their wives. Because it's like, you're the yeah. president, man. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I, if, yeah. If I'm him, I'm just like, look, no, I'm actually, you know what? We're going to, we're going to the Kentucky Derby this year. Or we're going to be there front and center. Although I'm not sure yeah. the Derby was around at that point, but I'm going to say the Derby might not have been around yet in, let's see, what, 18, like 30, probably not. And what's it like? 100 was like 140 something of them so far. What were, what were we this year? Yeah, something like that. So take off 100, that's 1923, take another 50. Yeah, we're probably still like a good 40 years away from the Kentucky Derby. Let's see. Talk about her not being on the right side of history. (laughs) Fucking Derby's huge. First Kentucky Derby. You got a guess of the year? Uh, It's in the 1800s, right? Yep. 1867. 
71. Ooh, close. May 17th, 1875. Shit. Oh, yeah, only off by four years. Pretty good. And the first How about going a higher. The first winner won $2,850, which seems like a lot of money in 1875. That that's is like, a lot. That's a ton of money. That's, I'll take three grand right now. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and do you know, and I, I mean, I take off the president's, but do you know the Kentucky Derby's, the first Kentucky Derby winner's name? I was just about to ask you. I don't know. Is it bourbon something? Uh, is bourbon cool. around yet? It, no, it's, uh, well, yeah, probably, but no, it wasn't. It was uh, Aristides. Oh, okay. Greek, Greek name of some sort. So there you go. All right. Sorry. I didn't mean to get off. Once you get, once you get back to like the sporting history of those era, I just get a little fascinated. So. Oh, I'll um, give you a fun. I'll give you a fun sporting fact that ties into right. presidents. Yeah. Okay. Do you know who the first president was to throw out the first pitch? Hmm. Jeez. Well, I mean, obviously, it kind of were narrowed down to a few. You know, to the last hundred years. It does. Um, yes. I feel like I should know this. Yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those, you know, presidential fun facts that. You know, I, uh, I don't know. Not it sure. is William Howard Taft. Fuck, I was thinking Taft. Shit, yeah. I just should have said it. I should have <laughs> said it, and I got should've like nervous. Yeah, nothing to lose. I got well, no, I, I, I got nervous because I'm not, I'm not great with the presidents in their times, and I was thinking, I'm like, wait, Taft was he around that era? And I, I don't want to say him, and then you'd be like, uh, how would you know he died in 1901? Like, I, like you know what I mean? Like, I was so nervous about that. <laughs> so, ah, uh, shit. Yeah, they used Fuck. to throw it out from the like the grandstand. They used to throw it out right from the, like their seat, basically. Yeah, who's the first president to throw from the mound? Mm. Nixon. I think Nixon. That's my, would be, that's my guess. I have no idea. Yeah, that's a good question. So it was opening day, April fourteenth, nineteen ten. The Washington Senators beat the Philadelphia Athletics, who would go on to win the World Series. 3-0. Senators had 13 hits that day. Walter Johnson twirled a complete game, one-hit shutout. Wow, it wasn't it was opening day. It wasn't on a pitch count. <laughs> I do not see a uh I do not see a pitch count here. <laughs> in 1910. Uh that is not a record they kept. I'm assuming. And <laughs> the clicker. Uh, 32 batters faced. I have that. Uh, Eddie Plank. 32 batters feet. faced. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. He'll, he get one hit and three walks. Yeah. Oh, well, that'll do it. Maybe there was an error behind him for the extra bat. I don't know. Uh, Eddie Plank in defeat. Also a complete game. Eight innings pitch, 13 hits, uh, three runs, six strikeouts. All right. Not bad. I'm starting to think batters face. It says he only faced 34 batters. How is that possible? He with 13 hits. A few double plays, I guess, in there. Seems yeah. like a lot of hits to give up and only get. All right. Yeah. Web makes gems. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one less inning. So it's okay. Yeah. That makes sense. 
no dingers, it looks like. Although Walter Johnson did help his case out. He was one for three with a run scored. Double. Um, I don't know if you would know anybody in the Senators lineup. Clyde Milan, is that a name? Not, not one that I know, no. You'll know a couple in the A's. Eddie Collins, who's a Hall of Famer, I believe. He was 0 for okay. 4 with a yep. strikeout. And home run banker, home run baker. Oh, yeah, I know home run baker. He led the lead with like 11 home runs. Yep, he was 1 for 3 with a walk. Had a couple good at-bats against Johnson, I guess. And uh, I think that's going to do it. Okay. Two hours. Right. Time of game. We'll get a couple of those. In the second half of the show, I want to talk a little bit about new baseball rules. Um, but okay. we'll, get to, we'll, get, we'll get to that. So I'm, I like hearing these old school games. It's great. So oh, looking, on the same day, it looks like the Yankees and Red Sox, or excuse me, Highlanders and Red Sox, mm-hmm. played to a 4-4 tie. Tie? Yeah, after 14 innings, they just said they had enough. Did uh, you ever hear the book uh, – that Dom Amore wrote. I don't know if you know who Dom Amore is. No. You might you might know him if you saw a picture of him. He he uh he covers he covers UConn right now. I think for the Hartford Current. He's like a Yankee historian. Actually, grew up across the street from my the house I grew up in. Like okay. My stepfather knows him, but he's a big Yankee historian, and he wrote a book called A Franchise on the Rise. It's about the first twenty years. Of the Yankees, basically pre-Ruth. Okay. All right. Wow. I was thinking about buying that book because that is the kind of a uh, a blind spot in Yankee history because everyone knows Ruth, Gary, Dimaggio, Mantle, you know, Munson, Mattingly, Jeter, whatever. The first 20 years was kind of like the Yankees weren't – I mean, they weren't even – they literally weren't the Yankees. They were the New York Highlanders. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting – Jack Chesbro. Right there. Little Jack you know Chesbro. Yeah, yep. Other than that, there's not much. Uh, yeah, the forward by John Sterling. Oh yeah, he he knows Sterling Damamore. You see a picture of him? No, not right now. Uh, you might I don't know, you might know him if you saw him. He's definitely oh he's been a, he was like a talking head on like Yankee biographies. Okay, all right. Oh, he's look, been a, want, he's been around for a while. They wanted they wanted uh, George Hallis. All right, I was, I was just look. I get the I get the blurb. Oh. That's, 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 no, that's pretty interesting. I would read that book. Yeah, because it's literally like stuff that you're not going to have any clue about. Yeah, like sometimes you're just like, all right, I can only read so many times of how Mickey Mantle broke his you know knee in the fucking drain pipe. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. I was actually looking for a book because I'm going away. Uh, to Mexico in a couple of weeks. Nice. All right. I was looking for something to read because I watched, you know, White Lotus, and apparently, like, it's a rule you got to fucking read on vacation. Okay. <laughs> Some of these, this, these people on that show bothered me when they're like, I, I could see reading by like the beach or the pool, mm-hmm. you know, when you're relaxing. It's these people who, like, at the end of the night are reading in bed. It's like, that's not at all what I'm like at the end of the night on vacation. It's like more <laughs> like a face plant. <laughs> You know, <laughs> these people are sitting there like they're in their, you know, yeah, they're, uh, in their homes. If you're winding down comfortably at the end of the day, you're probably doing it wrong. Yeah, you may as well be working. Yeah. <laughs> so I was looking for something on uh, 
online. And I just, I was like, all right, let me, I'm a, I'm a nonfiction guy, like biography, like along those lines. That's what I like to read when I do read. And I was thinking, I wanted to do that franchise in the rise book, but they didn't have a paperback. And I didn't feel like paying like $30 or whatever for the hardcover. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what could I read about? And I was looking, I was like, I know, I know like a lot about like the mantles and the DiMaggio's. Like I can't, I don't want to do another, another one of those books where like, I know a lot of the stuff. So I started um, doing a little research and I, you ever read a uh, Lombardi's book? The Lombardi yeah. book. Yeah. I read pride oh. still mattered. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So the same author did a Clemente book. Oh, Okay, cool. So that's gonna be my that's gonna be my vacation book. I want to learn that's, about Roberto Clemente. That's fucking great. Good choice. He's one of those guys too. It's like I, the things I know about him, right? Three thousand hits. Yep. He lands right on it, and then he gets in the plane crash, taking like supplies to I think it was Nicaragua for they had an earthquake or something, some yeah. sort of natural disaster. Haiti or Nicaragua? Yeah. Yep. Won two World Series, I believe. I think it was against the Orioles. I've been I've been like purposely not researching because i don't want to read about the guy before the yeah. book other than that he's kind of like kind of a forgotten guy in history because he's more he's synonymous with like the tragedy yeah more than his actual playing career yeah good hitter had a gun i don't know he had a gun like, yeah amazing yeah, right fielder. fielder slick yeah i don't uh yeah you're absolutely right just one of those guys that because of what happened you don't you don't hear a lot of the baseball stuff about him so yeah, maybe because like he was a pirate and like the, the <laughs> I mean they were good when he was there, but like since then the pirates are kind of like an afterthought in baseball. You know, but even still, like you don't know anything about Willie Stargell. You don't really know anything about those we are family teams. Like right. That's why I'm looking the maybe, yeah. Maybe it's not just the pirate, maybe it's maybe it's the pirates altogether. It could be a pirate issue. Yeah. Bonds you probably wouldn't know anything about Bonds if uh, he stayed there. We would never know Barry Bonds. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I'll have the book report. I don't know if I'm going to read yeah. the book. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the book before vacation. So maybe I'll start it before and then try and finish it by the end. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have the book report ready for the show. All right. Yeah. A little, I like this little Sunday poor book club. Nice. <laughs> I, you know, I have, I have a book about like the 1800s of, uh, I haven't read it. Um, it's about the 1800 era like, years of baseball and like the, the rough and tumble like world that these guys were like, you know, just kind of animals off the street, basically. Cap ants. Like, and that's all I know about the 1800s. Mordecai three finger, three finger Brown. Is he the 1800s? Oh, Mordecai was he? Yeah, okay. I thought he was early 19, but he could have been. He could have been. Yeah. Abner Doubleday. That's obviously an 1800s. We Willie Keeler. Possible, yeah, possible. Probably, probably not. But, but yeah, I, I have, I have that book. Somebody gave it to me. I just haven't like gotten. Well, somebody's like getting rid of some books and gave gave that one to me. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. But very interested to read uh, about like that era of baseball. Talk about the good old days. I want to hear when they were, you know, trying to scratch each other's eyes out. Yes, we Willie Keeler was. He did make his. His debut, eighteen ninety two, New York Giants. One with the all eighteen hundreds. It was a starting lineup from the eighteen hundreds. Well, we're putting we Willie Keeler in there and Cap Anson just because yeah. I was able to name those guys. Yep. Other than that, uh, who'd be like the, on the pitching staff? 
I mean, you're talking pre-World Series. All right. You have, oh, Buck Ewing. Buck Ewing. Okay. Billy Hamilton, multi-century uh, player. Oh, right. Yeah. Billy Hamilton, the old, the, old the OG Billy Hamilton. Billy Hamilton. <laughs> um, Cy Young started in 1890. So, I mean, obviously he's the ace of the team. Yeah, yeah he counts. Let's see. You've got Cap Anson, John McGraw. When was like Mel Ott? No, uh, I feel probably like, more in the 1900s, right? I feel like Mel Ott was. Yeah, he made his Ruth. debut in 1926. He made his debut. All right. Oh, okay. Uh, King Kelly. It's just a cool name. Hmm. Yeah, that's about it. It was, <laughs> we slim, it. it was slim pickings. We, we got them all. Yeah, you know, I would like, I would like uh, an all eighteen hundreds team. We, what do we got? When's the next? I guess twenty thirty. They got to do an all decades team going back to the start of baseball. Oh, the decade. It. Yeah. All right, we got to take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back with uh, part two today's show all right we're back hey you got any more uh presidential facts um for us for- i do have a few there's some weird ones all right what do you got all right well i'll start off with this one quick because it's relevant because he's in the the news jimmy carter it looks like isn't gonna make it no hospice is uh it's uh, i was gonna say, i was gonna say it's a white flag not a very classy way to put it but i mean that's really like Saying, all right, that's our we're make, we're making a decision here. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um he believed in UFOs all the way back when he was president. Really? Planned on planned on he was, his plan was to take office and kind of uh you know uncover all the sealed files and then once he took office, I don't know, someone put the kibosh on it. I guess oh. he was like, You're not doing that. Of course, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's everybody says it once you get in there, it's like, oh JFK shit. No. UFO shit? No. Can't do it. Right. They yeah. just they brief you and you're like, nope. Yeah. Here's what's going to happen. If you say anything in these... Yeah, which which makes me wonder about all these classified files that all these presidents and vice presidents had. And it's like, how come none of them are the interesting ones? None of the interesting classified files. Yeah. It's just I a mean, fucking menu for the state dinner when, uh, I don't know, some diplomat came to town. Gives a shit. Oh <laughs> uh, wow, yeah, no, and I didn't mean to be disrespectful of uh, President Carter there, but hospice is. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's he had a good run, ninety eight years old, married yeah. like 76, 77 years or something crazy. Jesus. Um, okay, this one because some of these I knew. And, and why 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 haven't one thing? It's like glaring to me in this whole. Um, classified document thing is nobody's going after Obama and he's like the one guy I would think they would all go after. I have not heard one word about Obama having classified documents. Well, so it seems you, like a crazy move to have like these documents. I just feel like people have like boxes of shit they're taking out and they have no idea. Like maybe there's why something wouldn't you, nefarious. Why wouldn't you shred them? Um, yeah, in the case of like Biden and Pence, 
like once the Trump thing happened, why would you not tread them? Makes no sense. Absolutely right. That's probably what Obama did. So there you go. There it is. Obama was the smart one who got ahead. Got it. Was like he saw the Trump thing going on. He's like, these motherfuckers are coming for me next. Yeah, or he's got I a storage me. unit in somebody else's name, and that's where they are. Oh yeah, that'd be Barry, smart. Barry, what's uh, Michelle's maiden name? Ah, I have no idea. <laughs> Barry, yeah, the, Barry, whatever her maiden name is. That's the that's the locker. Yeah. Uh, here's here's a fun one that I did not know about. Okay. Andrew Johnson, who was the president after Lincoln, he yep. was his VP. That's how he got the job. Barely got the job. Hannibal Hamlin was the VP for Lincoln. And then I don't know what happened exactly falling out. Andrew Johnson, no formal education. Wow. Just a self-made man. Yes. And when I mean that, when I mean no formal education, it wasn't like he dropped out of college or high school. Like the guy just never went to school. Back in the day, when you could make yourself something, you didn't need like higher education to be successful. He like intern or interns probably the wrong word, but he worked <laughs> at a local tailor. Okay, yeah, all right. And the guy just I don't know worked his way up, you know, odds and ends jobs, and just found himself as the VP one day. That's amazing. And then the president. That's amazing. Now, I mean, God forbid you go to Harvard or Yale or something. No, nah, you got to be in a yeah, you got to be in the club in order. Yeah. To- to get to the White House. Yeah. Um, let's see what else do I got. John Tyler, tenth president, fifteen children. Same woman. Eight, no, eight with the first wife, and I think she passed probably oh. from having too many kids. <laughs> and, and then uh, remarried, had another seven. Jeez, prolific. Guy just never missed. Is he the is he the first coxman of uh, the presidency? Well, I mean Jefferson. <laughs> the first, the first one. Oh, Jefferson. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, well, it might not be Coxman. That might be just using his. Pe- he might be like a Weinstein. Yeah, he probably looked at himself as such a progressive, though, in the times. He wasn't bragging about it. Yeah, but <laughs> he, like internally, he wasn't patting himself on the back like uh, you're. Yeah, he probably did. He was probably friends with he was probably like friends with real, real big time racist guys who were like, ugh. He found like slaves disgusting, and Jefferson was like, thought he was like who he was, like ah. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know what I'm doing. You don't know their color when they're on all fours. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Let's see, Andrew. You're a real good guy, Tom. (laughs) Look at himself in the mirror. Yeah, oh yeah, you know he does that. Fixing his tie. Oh, did you know? Did him and him and Adams were like rivals. Adams was two, and Jefferson was three. Hmm, Okay. Now I don't. I don't buy this story. Okay. But first of all, it's crazy. Three presidents have died on the Fourth of July, and Adams and Jefferson are two of them. Monroe's the second one. Okay. The third one. Yeah. Adams and Jefferson died on the same exact day, eighteen twenty-six. I think I did know that. The story has it, and I'm not buying this because mm-hmm. they, they were rivals. Yeah. That Adams, his last words were Jefferson survives because he was mad that Jefferson was going to outlive him. And it wow. turned out that Jefferson had died a few hours prior. So technically, technically oh, he did man. outlive he Jefferson. Was, he died not knowing that that son of a bitch was dead. <laughs> I, don't buy, I don't buy that story. It sounds a little too made up. I don't know. Why wouldn't they make it that 
he knew they're going to tell the lie. Why would they make it that he knew? And it was like, ah, it's cooler know. for the movie purposes. I win. For theatrics. It's cooler if he doesn't know. Yeah. It's like a Romeo and Juliet thing. Only two rival presidents. Yeah. I, I, I do like that. I hope that's true. That <laughs> is, a, yeah, it's cool if it's true. Yeah. That's tough, though. That's a tough way to go. I mean, I, obviously, it's, Daddy most likely has no idea. I don't think you carry grudges, whatever the afterlife is. I'm not sure that you carry grudges into the afterlife. Maybe. Um, and if you did, you're probably not in the, the good place of the afterlife if you're still worried about some. No, nah, you get put in timeout until you let the grudge go. Or you're just like tortured with a grudge forever for eternity. Oof, that's tough. Yeah. Just carrying that weight around the whole oh, time. Yeah, just watching, just watching like replays of all the speech, like all the Adam speeches. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. You know the story of William Henry Harrison? Died in, died in office? Yes, yeah. he was president for a month, March yeah. 4th to April yeah. 4th. Yes. <clears throat> so this guy gave his inauguration speech on March 4th in a snowstorm. Oh, right. Yeah. Right, right, right. And he, yep. and he did it with like no coat or anything and no hat. And <laughs> the guy got gets pneumonia. And died. <laughs> That's his whole, his whole presidency is him on his deathbed. Deathbed. That's it. <laughs> Gave a speech and then was just having saltines and soup until he died. Right. Like <laughs> we, we just summed up his presidency right there in like 15 seconds. It was the inauguration speech in the snow. Guy gets sick and he's on his back for a month until he dies. Oh, my God. And John oh Tyler takes over. Jesus. John I mean, Tyler probably fucking told him, like, no, nah, it's gonna be sunny out. <laughs> Need, needed that bump off the president yeah. in a race. Yeah, I wonder what he John Tyler's probably going in there. What do you do to make pneumonia worse? He's probably going into the room, like leaving the window open a crack. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? You feeling better? <laughs> he nods off, just opens it up. <laughs> There's so many stories like that, like of guys who would have survived what they had, like, uh, like what's his face, um, Garfield, who was one of the presidents that was assassinated in the Penn Station in D.C. Oh, he died like days later. I think he was alive for like a month almost. I think it was oh, more geez. than that. I think it was like two months, and he had a bullet lodged in him, and they were like poking around at it with like dirty fingers and dirty tools and shit, and it, and it got infected. And he died. It was like something that would have could have easily been fixed nowadays. I mean, it's just back when they were like, if you had a tool, they just like burned the shit out of it, basically. Like a metal yeah. rod. Like, oh, we, just, we can't infect them. So let's burn the fuck out of them. Heat this thing up. Yeah. The yeah. Good, old day, good old days of medicine. Um, at, least I mean, back, I, at least back then, because you didn't know anything. Like, I don't know how much, how many malpractice suits these doctors were having to deal with. It's probably just more like, hey, man, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. We're trying, all right? Like, I don't see you trying. Like now, <laughs> yeah. now, if you did something like that, like you'd be sued for a billion dollars. Oh, especially not a president. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. But, yeah, back then, it was just, hey, man, here, this is, we are experimenting on anybody who comes our way with any, here's a, just don't get sick, don't get shot, don't lose a limb, we won't experiment on you. You come in right. and you don't. You need you need something that we don't know how to cure. We're gonna. You're going to be our guinea pig. That's it. 
That's it. And there's still that. There's still some of that to some extent with shit we don't know. But I mean, back then, that's like that open heart surgery and shit. <laughs> that's yeah. Not, <laughs> not as refined as it is now. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Woodrow Wilson, he was the one who declared the second Sunday in May, Mother's Day. So this is another wife. Him. Is his wife make him do that? Probably. <laughs> you could thank Woodrow Wilson for brunch. I think I just saw him. I think I saw he threw the first pitch. Oh yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, yeah, he was the president after Taft. So yeah. I'm sure he was out there washing Man. senators. See, I'm glad I said it. I just I just I uh like my nerves are are gone. I can't. He got he got us out of World War One. Woodrow Wilson, fourteen yeah. points, right? I couldn't tell you what any of those points were, but there was fourteen of them. Fourteen he got us ones. out. Yeah, yeah. One of us fourteen good. One of us like three really good ones, and eleven like all right. You could have left that one off, or like combine those two. We're not sitting here talking about it if it was the three points. But what of three really good points ended the war? And then the other 11 were just kind of like active. It would have had to be called something different than the three points. It would have had to be called like the Holy Trinity. Possibly, yeah. Okay. Of of points. Yeah. (laughs) Points Trinity. (laughs) Got it. All right. And I'll tell you a guy that we should really like, we could maybe able to like dedicate a whole show to him because he sounds like a a real gigantic scumbag and Mm. a president that we really don't know that much about. I was reading a little bit about him today. Mm -hmm. Warren Harding. Okay. Yeah. Warren Warren G Harding. Warren G Harding. Yeah. President after Wilson, who Mm -hmm. was the president, I believe when prohibition took action because he was featured in, he wasn't featured in, Boardwalk Empire, but like Chris McDonald, Shooter McGavin, I think played his AG in that show. Right. Yeah. And he okay. was a crooked scumbag, and like Harding clearly was just by association. Yes. All right. So this guy, Harding liked golf. He liked poker. He was a oh. big uh baseball and boxing fan, and he used to sneak off to burlesque shows. This is great. Okay. Yeah. Good old days when you could do that. Yeah, no camera and, Right. Catching and I guess the, the, the story has it that he lost uh, he lost White House China in a game of poker. <laughs> Not a very good poker player then. No, sounds like he was a real degenerate. It sounds like this was just like he was this was almost like before like Kennedy, like Kennedy was into being like the celebrity. Mm-hmm. President, it sounds like yep. this guy is like a very poor man's just with a really terrible reputation. He had like a mistress that he used to love, uh, uh, write love letters to. Okay, I was reading some of them today that ridiculous. Oh, you got one? You uh, I, gotta, I gotta look it up. Uh, I gotta look it up online. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I want to, I want to hear one of these guys. I can't imagine. Was, was it, was it, uh, x-rated for the day for the day at least not for today but i think so yeah kind of oh man this is great uh, oh yeah and like he had a wife who like had uh, issues like uh like kidney issues or something so she was sick and he was behind her back going behind her back just like doing whatever Mm, okay. The name I've always associated that name Warren Harding with just scumbag president. A lot of it was because like 
prohibition. Like, how do you oversee that? Yeah. But he was uh, he wasn't a great dude. All right, I got I got something here. Probably a drunk too. Oh yeah, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. This guy should have been like a mayor, not a president. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh yeah. I, Declassified FBI reports show Harding was drunk on whiskey during an Oval Office confrontation with railroad leaders in the 1922 during it amidst the 1922 strike. Yeah, all right, good. Well, was he the it. only one drinking there? I mean, he's kind of getting thrown under the bus there. Maybe they all were having a few. I'm not saying I'm 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 nowhere to be uh, judging anybody for being drunk on whiskey during an important day. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Better than Rutherford B. Hayes. Yeah. No. Uh, all right, so here's here's a love letter. This is like a poem. <laughs> all right, I'm just gonna read it. Yeah, I love I, do it do it like a uh, penthouse letter. Okay, all right. I, don't know, I don't know how you would do that. <laughs> I love to suck your oh. breath away. Oh, good God! I love to cling there, long to stay. I love you, garbed, but naked more. Love your bo- beauty. To thus adore. Wow. This guy's hey, like writing a, haikus. A wordsmith. A drunken wordsmith. Yeah, wow. Let's see. Wooter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after Harding's 1914 election to the Senate, the romance wasn't the only thing heated between the pair. Oh, wait, they, already gave, they already gave her name earlier in this article. Let's see. His poor sickly wife was had chronic kidney issues. There isn't one iota of affection in my home relationship, he wrote to Phillips. Oh, man. <laughs> it is merely existence necessary for a parent's sake. I mean, can't be putting this shit in writing, man. <laughs> I mean, there's no way he thought 100 years later we'd be, it'd be, it would be published everywhere. He, when he wrote those letters, he had no clue that you could type it into a machine in your house in a hundred years and read it. Like read the shoes. He, he was writing to this woman or these women. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess the fact that it clear. came out after so many years, like he kind of did get away with it in, in some sense. And he's not yeah. around anymore. Unless that's his afterlife. It's like having to like watch as schmucks like us talk about it on a, comp- on a computer show. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is cringing at his words. Or maybe not. Maybe he's loving. He's like, yeah, he's like, you have no idea what I ravaged that wench. Oh, yeah. Because I wrote that haiku. <laughs> Let me see your haiku drop somebody's panties. <laughs> yeah. So Warren Harding. Uh... Yeah. Not the best guy, but not the worst. He wasn't Rutherford B. Hayes, like we said. Yeah. All right. I like that. We yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do a show on uh on Harding. We got some, you know, lean months coming up here. So we'll 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 pick a week and we'll do uh we'll see how we get we'll see if we get a full show out of Warren Harding. Yeah, they, they became public on these letters apparently in nineteen sixty-four. It was four years after his mistress's death. Okay. Uh, and then that would be it would have been amazing if uh on his deathbed he was like at least those letters never went public and it was like three hours after 
Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think he died. Did he die of like a STD or something? Warren Harding. I got to look that up. <laughs> something. He had some sort of illness. I don't. I don't remember exactly. Let's see. Oh, he died. Oh, he died in office, Warren G. Harding. That's right. He had, uh, what the hell did this guy have? He had pain in his upper abdomen. That's how Calvin Coolidge took over. He uh, had an acute gastrointestinal attack. Hmm. Well, that's not, a, that's, not, that's not an STD, though. Mm, yeah, this wasn't great. He had uh, cerebral hemorrhage, cardiac arrest. Oh, Florence Harding did not consent to have the president autopsied. Hmm. So maybe we'll never know. I mean, she killed him. Fucking guy got yeah. sloppy. One too many letters. Yeah, well, arsenic and the tea, or a little arsenic and the whiskey. She did something. Yeah. All right. So Warren, I'm going to say Warren Harding's death is a cold case. Let's dig him up. Get those dental records. Yeah. Let's see if I wow, I like that. I like that. Now I didn't. I'm, I'm going to start spreading that rumor. That his wife killed him. For fucking. Yeah, I mean, I, I googled his cause of death. Is apoplexy? What's that exactly? What causes apoplexy? Unconsciousness or incapacity resulting from a cerebral hemorrhage or stroke. Hmm. I don't know. Foul play. I'm going to say foul play. Is that yeah. hand here? Yeah, for sure. This article says he died of apparent heart failure. Nobody knows. It's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Mrs. Harding. And I mean, nowadays, die suddenly like that, you're, that you're going right after the spouse. Right. Especially if it's the woman dying. Oh, yeah. 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 I, mean, I, tell no, my wife that I tell my wife that all the time. Like, if you go missing, I'm the lead suspect. Like, right off the bat. Like, yeah, I'm please. Guilty. I'm guilty. Yeah, please just text me. So, we, so text everybody. Just say it wasn't me. Wherever you go, just yeah. text. Yeah, even if you just leave me and take off, just make it known that you're alive. Yes. I'm going to be in cuffs like immediately. <laughs> I mean, if she's leaving you, there's no way she's going to be looking out for your well being. True, could be like a gone Man. girl situation. You deal with the fucking cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gone girl situation. You don't want that's the worst. Oh yeah. Fucking that movie was that movie bothered me. It's <laughs> fucking creepy. <laughs> that it is. That it is. You got anything else in the presidents? No, I think. Oh, I have one more fun fact. Chester Arthur. Mm-hmm. Had a yard sale on the lawn to finance a redecorating project. All right, I like that. It's better than using fucking taxpayer money. True, yeah. and uh, he was the original Obama because his critics tried to say that he was not born in the U.S. Where they say he was born, I don't know, but he was born in Vermont, apparently. Okay. All right. But they were they tried to they tried to slander his uh his good name and say he was not an American citizen. Jeez. Oh, and Mar- Martin Van Buren, the eighth president. Oh yeah. First pre- first president to uh be born 
in the United States because right. the other seven yeah. were oh, yeah, from the UK. Eight. Yeah, right. Okay, all right. Phoebe, I didn't know that. I like that. That's the first. That's that's an important president right there. The first one actually born in America. That is, yeah. It's a nice little, nice little yeah. fact. A little earlier than I thought. Eighth president. It's a little bit earlier than I would have guessed. Oh, you would have thought like 10, 11, double digits? Yeah, yeah probably a couple years, a couple after. But that's great. That's a good little tidbit there. Happy President's Day to Marty, Marty Van B. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the older presidents are so much cooler. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew Jackson won a duel. First of all, they used to duel. I mean, how cool is that? Duels are, yeah. Andrew Jackson won a duel with a bullet in his chest. Yeah. And apparently, yeah. like, they couldn't get the bullet out, so he lived, like, another 40 years of his life with just a bullet in his chest. That's badass, man. How do you not vote for that guy? That is totally badass. Yeah. I agree. It's uh, that'll that's how you end up on money right there. That's how you end that, up on the 20. That's one of those things, like, one of those records that'll never be broken. Like, that's just something you're never going to see again. Like, no president's going to be that fucking cool. No. Like, you're not even going to see a president, like, on crutches because he sprained his ankle. No, no way. No way. I mean, I mean, maybe Biden. <laughs> nah, if Biden sprains his, if Biden sprains his ankle, man, that's it. He's gonna be in a full body cast. He's done. Yeah, that would be Kamala Harris if he sprains his ankle. <laughs> I mean, like they would treat a sprained ankle on Biden like, like advanced, like an, like an advanced Alzheimer's diagnosis. No, they need to get the body double in, man. Like yeah. Dave. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's it. Absolutely. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well, good stuff, Ant. Well done. Happy President's Day. Happy President's Day. Do a little president reading. It's it's uh, I don't know. It might be boring to some people, but it's fun reading about the old ones. They're you like get the mythical, cool shit. They're like mythical beings. You get the cool stuff. Yeah, you get in the cool ones. There's uh, some interesting stuff in there for sure. Yeah, just all the old ones before Kennedy, like at least before Kennedy. Yeah. If you want to like read cool shit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you know uh, Kennedy and after it's like it all kind of directly affects what goes on now. Yeah. <laughs> you really look into it and it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> we made some serious mistakes along the way that uh, have left us in this predicament that we are in now. So, Yeah, it's, it's for LBJ a, and Nixon. It's like, yeah. 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 Nothing, nothing great after Kennedy. No. So, uh, all right. Uh, first, uh, rest in peace, Richard Belzer. I want to mention that really quickly. Um, law and order guy, and also the uh, one of those guys that's a comedian that everybody forgets is a comedian, but because of law and order, yeah. And he was a comedian, he was the comedian in Scarface, which is like the point in the movie that's the point in the movie where it just like takes off, becomes just like uh, an amazing finish. That's like when he starts when he goes to kill Frank and everybody after that. So, bells, you'll be missed, yeah. Yeah, I think I've taken a. Uh, I think I've turned a corner on the baseball right. on the baseball rules. All these changes. I think I've turned a corner. I don't know if it's a sign of me just uh, my resolve has weakened so much uh, after all these kind of L's as a uh, baseball purist of sorts, mm-hmm. or if it is with the hope that they work for the better. But I've t- I've turned. There's still some things I don't love. But I think I've turned a corner on a lot of these, on a lot of these uh, new rules. 
one be like one. I think the pitch clock. That's that's the new rule coming this year. The pitch clock. I think probably ninety percent of people to ninety five percent of people think it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't see an issue with that if it speeds up the game. That's fine. I think I think it's going to speed up the game. I think it's going to simplify things a little bit more. Um, get the ball and pitch it. Get in the box. Take your hacks. You know, think a little quicker on the fly. Just kind of and keep things and just keep things moving. Yeah, keep things moving. So, uh, I think that one's universally kind of loved. I think. Um, and I think also there'll be some like fan engagement with that. I think that will keep fans kind of locked in a little bit more. Do like the Carl Malone countdown? Yeah, I'll see it winding down a little bit. And I think people will kind of get into it, especially you get a, a tense situation on the road. People will start, you hear the crowd kind of, uh, 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 as it gets closer, you know? Because the clock's going to have to be on like the big board, right? Oh, yeah. It's got to be. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's probably, it's, right. it's going to be a few places, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Um, pickoffs, you're, you're only allowed three pickoffs. Uh, per, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I think I have to see it in action. Threes, three seems low, but I like it because it's gonna. It's you're going to be. You're gonna have to be a little bit. Um, are you allowed more than three? But you have to pick them off on the fourth one. They get the base. It's a bulk. If you don't pick them off, so you throw over. Let's say you know. Um. Guy on first base, you throw over three times and he's safe every time. Mm-hmm. You can't go over there again unless you pick him off. You can't go over there again, but you have to pick him off. Yeah. So there's there's the thing like, will that guy take a little bit of extra lead at that point? You know, right. will you chance it with if with when he gets extra lead? Is your move good enough to go for it? You know, are you willing to? You know, maybe maybe it's like a three a three zero count or a three one count. I don't know. You know why you wouldn't. And like two outs or something like that. So all right, let's let's take our chances with this. And instead of giving up two run bomb, maybe I pick this guy off trying to sneak one by on me. I don't know. Maybe not great. All right, I can play. live with it. The fact that you could at least throw over there a fourth time, and if you get him, you get him. If you don't, he gets the the base. I think it'll. I think it'll um, create some mind games between the pitcher and the runner. Mm. I think it'll. It's going to make them. I mean, you're going to see pitch outs, obviously. You're going to see like throws behind the runner, catcher to first, like that kind of thing. But I think, yeah, this guy's just going to, it's going to make like there are some great cat and mouse things where um, there's a million throw, you know, throws over to first base. I think now it's going to be, it just kind of forces that kind of drama, forces that, um, just forces the action. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, let's see. Bigger bags. I don't really. Uh, it doesn't I don't really have. Any, I, don't, I don't have any clue if that's gonna if anything's gonna if that's gonna be that. Anything. That's like limiting injuries. You know, cleaning a guy. I think it's to encourage st- steal stealing bases. It's easier to get in. I have no idea. Oh, I thought it was just like you know you're not gonna step on the first baseman's. Maybe, yeah, no. may, maybe, yeah. Not, not that I can't remember any first baseman getting hurt because of that, like somebody stepping on their ankle or something. But I mean, maybe. Yeah. Oh, another thing with the pitch clock is, you know what? 
like, I, do you think any players are going to complain about it? Because it sounds like they're going to enforce it. It sounds like there's going to be a little bit of a problem probably coming out of spring training because these guys are going to be the WBC. So they're not going to be quite used to it because there's no clock there. No, none of these new rules are going to be in the WBC. Oh, okay. But do you think like anybody, pitcher or hitter, is going to be complaining about this early on? Like Adam. It'll be an issue at some point, yeah. Hmm. I feel like they I, I feel like they were given a chance to kind of correct shit on the field, then they don't. They kind of take advantage of the fact that there's like unlimited time and they took advantage of it. Like over the past 20 years, they've they've just taken advantage of that and just used up way too much time. And let's see some fucking action. Get in, get in the box. Yeah, I agree. The hitters take way too much time getting yeah. in and out of the box, you know, stepping mm-hmm. out, batting gloves. Yeah. Yep. Just play, play ball. Um, obviously the shift, there's no shift. You have to be kind of uh right, right. No shift on either side of the bag. Uh, I I think we're fans of that same thing, just took advantage of a, 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 a lax point in the rules. Like there's nothing that said you couldn't play a guy straight at the middle, but but also I don't think anybody ever wanted the game to be you know, where you, you hit a line drive up the middle, it's easy out. I want I want to see like some web jumps. I think we'll see we'll see some more sparkling plays, diving. I mean we'd see diving catches, but I think yeah. not having the shift means you're gonna have to be more athletic up the middle, more athletic, you know, to in between the you know, between the position players. It's uh I think you're gonna can you uh has four outfielders been outlawed? I don't remember. I'm not sure. Okay. I know that was being talked about. I mean, you're st- it's still p- possible to have a get a single a line drive single. If there's four outliers, yeah. but yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna have trouble finding the gap. I hope they outlaw it. I, you know, like it's just uh, I don't know. It it make it makes for a really boring game when you can when you can just kind of stack. Stack it up. And I give I blame the hitters. I blame the coaches who took advantage and it's like OD'd with all these shifts and shit. So I think they they, they did the right thing by just kind of putting taking the screws to them a little bit. Um uh, extra inning rules are back and here to stay, it sounds like. Yeah. You know, I think I don't love it. I think why it grows on me is one. These coaches are never are just they are fucking dense and they're never going to manage the bullpen in a smart way. They're never going to and the GMs are never going to create a team. It's it's all about getting through like nine to eleven innings. Like yeah. they, they don't have they don't have the capacity. Like have oh they have capacity to shift these guys around a million ways. They don't have the capacity to to keep you know guys pitching um, or keeping a staff healthy or keeping a staff you know recharged. There was a time. Maybe like ten years ago, when Nolan Ryan wanted to uh, get his like all the Texas Rangers, I think was it the Rangers at the time, or was it with the Astros? Maybe it was with the Astros, where he wanted all their. He's only been with the Astros in the uh, after his playing career, right? Never with the Rangers after his playing. No, he career. was with the. No, he was with those Ranger teams that uh, beat the Yankees, like 2010, 2011. Mm, okay. But he had said that he wanted. Like his guys to be like eight inning pitchers, like 
120 yeah. pitches like he wanted them to be horses. Yeah, he did a good job with that. Well, I forget the teams, but it was I think it was when he was with the Rangers. Okay, yeah. And he had he had guys going deep into games. Mm -hmm. But there's nobody else that has the balls to do that. And everybody's all about specialization and getting your starter out of there quickly as possible. It's all about going through the these these managers are stuck and there's nobody that has the balls to kind of take be like, no, we're not doing it that way because they want to do it. If, if you go against the numbers, you get killed for not working. But if you go so for some reason, if you go with it and, and it doesn't work, nobody fucking cares. It's like, oh, well, he went, he went with the numbers. He went with the, he went with the analytics. So I don't understand, but these guys are just stupid. So look, it just, ta- it takes, it takes these decisions out of the manager's hands Guys like Boone are going to get into that spot in the playoffs. It's always going to fuck with them. He's not good at it. I'm not, you know, it's just something that they're not made for. So, you know what? If it means getting the games over earlier, I don't really fucking care. These guys don't want to be there, which is fucking weird. He's like, I just, I can't stand these athletes who hate playing their sports. It's like CC Sabathia came out last week and like those guys, we don't get paid overtime. For that, and it's like, first of all, fuck you, CC. You made ten billion dollars playing that game, like, and any schmuck would trade places with you for your career. Like anybody would love to do that instead of what they do currently. We don't get paid overtime. Like, yeah, it's not. It's a douchey comment. Is that? It's a bad. It's a bad look, man. It's a bad thing to say. It's stupid. Um, I I, I really don't like it, but that's that's the fact of the matter. That these guys just. Don't want to be there. The writers don't want to be there. Um, the announcers don't want to be there. Michael K complains about the fucking time of games all the time. Yeah. You know they don't want to be there, man. So if I, 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 I mean that that I can't get over. That I can't get over. Like there's these guys who play the game for the love of the game. I think that's just gone. It's a business all the way down the line. All sports are all just business all the way down the line. There's not a lot of guys out there who play just for the love of the game. Vince Carter. When he was playing at 100 two years ago or whatever, like love of the game situation. Right, yep, love um, of the game. There's definitely some guys out there, but other guys, it's just like we're at work. And that fucking yeah. sucks. That fucking sucks because it's a kid's game. You're playing a kid's game, and you should fucking, I mean, I, you should at least look like you're enjoying it to the people who are watching you because we don't go to work all day to come home and watch you work. We come home to watch you play. Right. So whatever, that's just where we are right now as society, and as a as far as like these sports leagues go. So and on top of that, every sport, maybe not well, not the NBA, I guess, not basketball, but like every sport is fucked with their overtime rules for years. So yeah, it's like all right, well, it's just a matter. They take it away in the playoffs. You know, they go back to in the playoffs. It's just to kind of preserve teams' in regular season. Like, I don't, I don't like it. I would, I think the the best compromise would have been to like I heard this on the radio I forget who said it I heard this on the radio but it was like have that ghost runner go in later like in the 12th or 13th inning or something yeah yeah I was fine with that 11th or 12th so but I just I think I just turned a corner I, I think it is because I've been beaten down so much and I'm all about doing anything you can to make the game um, more watchable to younger fans more accessible to younger fans and at least they're trying, I guess. And that's I, I hate man, speaking, hate of the man business, speaking of the business aspect of baseball, yeah. What do you think about Machado coming out and saying he's going to opt out? 
after the year's over, right? It's, it's, it's this, this is his option, like after yeah. this year. Um, what was his reasoning for doing it now? Mentioned that's now. that's my point. Like, I don't understand, like, that's really pulling back the curtain and showing the business side of the game. And I don't know if I was a Padres fan, I'd be like, what, why yeah, the fuck are we talking about we, that? We got, we got to pause, but let's come back. Let's talk about that real quick for, uh, for he hit the, hit the road. That's interesting. All right, a little production note. Every time I do like these little breaks, I, I, I always want to put in like a transition. But I, I'm always looking at like 11:45 or midnight. I'm like, oh, I don't really feel. Like, I don't look. I don't feel like looking anymore, and I always forget to do it between shows. So, <laughs> if anybody is listening and wants to donate or send a transition to uh, my way, I'll use it between uh, these segments from now on. Um, all right, so. Machado came out and said, Manny Machado came out and said he is opting out. He's already decided he's going to opt out. Now, is that official? Like, that's his official word, or can he change his mind? Like, he didn't sign anything, right? He just saying. Well, that's, a, well, that's, yeah, that's the thing. Like, what if he ruptures his Achilles in September? Yeah. But it's not a, it's not a done deal, right? No, no, of course not. I mean, he was he would have to opt out, I guess, what, November 1st or whenever free agency officially begins. I'm just not sure why you would be saying that in February. Yeah, business-wise, what is the what is there any of that any any that any reason that gives you the upper hand in some way like over the Padres? I I I don't know. Is there a world where they can extend him or give him like a raise to stay? Is that like, is that, is there any kind of thinking there? Like maybe they'll reach out to him if he's having a monster year, be like, oh, we'll extend you. We'll give you a little bump. Just don't opt out. Is there maybe the negotiating tactic like that? I don't see, I don't know if it's a negotiating tactic though, because like, I just if I'm a, if I'm a fan of the Padres, Right. Mm-hmm. I think it opened I think it opens you up to abuse during the oh, season if you're having a rough go. Forget it. Yeah, if you're slumping, forget about it. I'm not sure. Maybe, the I mean, fans... and do we know do we know that it was absolutely him who who leaked this? It could have been the Padres who leaked it to make him look bad too. Yeah, no, I don't know. I I I I saw it in passing. I didn't see like the actual story, so uh, I just don't know. I just don't know what he has to gain by declaring this in February, because you just open your yourself up to abuse. If the team's having a rough, uh, you know, go of it in July and they're like fifty and fifty, I mean, do they think about trading you now to a contender? And if you're and, out you know, of it, yeah, I guess, yeah, I so guess you at least get something for you. May Machado's second MVP award voting last year. Intends to opt out of his contract after the season. There's a lot of money out there, he told reporters. As a player about to opt out, it's pretty good to see. Yeah, I don't know if I would love that if I'm a Padres fan. I want, you know what he said? Is that all he said? He actually say, is, is the only quote as a player about to opt out, it's pretty good to see? Is that the only quote that ties to that? Because that... And I'm not trying to defend Machado here, but is there's a chance that he kind of just meant like as a player with a chance to opt out or with an opt out coming, you know, where but he did turn down a hundred and five million dollar extension. So 
Never mind. And he's in the midst of a 10-year deal, which he signed just three years ago. So, no, maybe not. All right. So, if he's available at the deadline, what's he play? Shortstop and third baseman. We have neither. So, could be available. There's no way. There's no way the Yankees are going after Manny Machado. No, they had their opportunity. I'm just saying that's not how Cashman operates. He's no, I mean if you if you weren't going to pay him off the off the you know off the rip, then why would you go and trade prospects for him? Yeah, yeah, no shot. All right, so it's maybe 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 they put Clint Frazier and Davy Garcia together to get him. Jackson Frazier. Jackson, known as yeah, it's his name, Jackson. That's that's right. I forgot about that. Sorry, Clint. You're always gonna be Clint to me. One too many concussions. Guy changed his name. Yeah. Um, Jackson Frazier, Jackson Mahomes. I got it. Yep, you got it. Yeah, I don't know what. Uh, I might just be like a. They just don't. People like to talk. I don't know. I have no idea what it is. They don't think they owe anybody anything. I don't think they all like a fans a season where they don't even think of, like I don't know I have no idea what it is like it's no there's no loyalty like, they're paying you a shit ton of money man there's a lot of money out there they offered you 105 like five years 105 million more are you kidding me like you're in San Diego you have a team around you that's like primed to be pretty good for a long time like you're playing with Soto you're playing with Tatis you're playing with Bogarts now pitching staff is pretty good like you have a good team there got like, I, yeah. I just don't i don't i don't know why i would say ahead of the season like not a They're, winning they, they not, love not a, talking about like the business aspect of it it seems like publicly now yeah these guys never had any formal education they're they acting like they're business majors <laughs> like you can't be president you're no andrew johnson <laughs> Manny Machado is definitely no Andrew Johnson. No, I would the agree sim- with that. The similarities end at uh, no formal education. No, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know what? That's it's funny because like there's a, there's that thing called imposter syndrome where people just kind of look around the room and be like, I don't belong with these people. Like these people are successful, and I'm not that person. Like. These guys, a lot of these guys, I don't know if it's the ego or like the talent level that they have or a combination of all that that got them where they are, but they get in these rooms with these uh, these agents and they're all wearing like Armani suits and shit and they probably they, uh, they get out of there. They probably think, well, shit, like I'm one, I'm one of those guys now. Like I get it. I'm in the meetings. I see the, I see the documents. I could read. I, they think that they're big timers. You know, so that's what's happening to Danny Jones. <laughs> I saw I saw the uh negotiations aren't going smoothly just yet. I don't know what's he going wants, on. He wants 45 mil. You get well. Oh what who as I was the asking number, I didn't see that number. I yeah, he switched that. he switched agencies. He's with some with some like big time agency now. Yeah. And I guess uh I don't know if it was like low 30s he was being offered, and like 45 sounds like it's his number. Forty-five million dollars uh, U.S. 
45 million. Wait a second. For how long? I don't know, three, four years, maybe. I, I didn't, I kind of skimmed what I was reading about it. So Kyler Murray gets 46 million a year, which is crazy. I'm not that Sean, new coach. Deshaun is 46 million a year. Patrick, okay. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it's frozen, of course. Uh, Patrick, I don't know. Has Mahomes cashed in yet? What's he, what's he making? He is ten. Yeah, he's he's got a ten year contract for four hundred fifty million. So he's forty five million a year. Oh, did not even know that. <laughs> so he wants Mahomes' money. What's the big deal? <laughs> Josh Allen forty three million. Damn, I don't even know quarterback salaries. You could be making these numbers up. Oh wait, oh wait, is that well? I don't know. I don't know how to break it down because it's ten years. Four. So Mahomes is ten years, forty four hundred fifty million, sixty three million guaranteed. His salary is five point five million. His average salary is forty five million. So is that one of those like deals that just goes up over time? Like early on, he's not really getting paid, but as the longer he goes on, the more he gets paid. Yeah, Any, I don't know. Could be. Anyway, he'd be getting more than he'd be getting more than like Stafford. He's top top ten paid quarterbacks if he gets it. You guys pay more than Cousins, more than Burrow, Cousins obviously. has like a team friendly deal now. It seems like Cousins yeah. used to be overpaid. Yeah, and then I was like Lawrence Burrow, Herbert, like all those. Yeah, the guys, guys who haven't yeah. cashed in. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I mean, forty-five million. And look, I don't look. I, look, Jones, you're you're in a position with Jones where you're deciding. Forty-five million is a commitment. That is a commitment. That is a diamond ring commitment. I, the Giants, to me, shouldn't invest in him for that kind of commitment. I it yeah. sucks. It sucks because like you're in a good place with them where he can he knows the offense. He's he, you know he he we we know we can follow Dayball's offense or Dayball can make the offense around him uh, to protect him from his mistakes and stuff, but. I mean, forty-five million is a guy that you can kind of trust to sling it a little bit. Not a guy you have to put the reins on. So, no, I, no, I, yeah, he's not. He's not a forty-five million dollar guy. So I, yeah, I starting over sucks. Having to sign a free agent sucks. But Derek Carr. Uh, well, I mean, he's it's it's just available. I don't know how long does Derek Carr want. But I don't want Rogers five year deal. I don't know. Yeah, how old is he? he's thirty? So he goes until he's like 36, 37. Right, he's thirty two now. It's not great. I mean, he's gonna want a lot of money too. So, but I think I'd rather pay Carr forty five million than I'd want to pay Jones forty five million. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's if tough. The, I don't know if the, if the money had to be the same. I'm saying. But again, I mean, the, the Giants have a lot of holes they need to fill, and paying a quarterback forty-five million before you have filled those holes is a big mistake. Because then yes. you have then you have a quarterback with holes you can't afford to fill. Yeah, and 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 Jones and Jones isn't Mahomes or Brady or Rogers or Allen where he can like carry the team for X amount of games per year. So. 
Uh, he could he could keep this. He, good luck in the forty five million. If someone says give it to him, all the more power to you. You go fucking go play in Texas or something. Go play for the, the for the Texans. Go play. For, I don't think anyone's giving him forty five million. That's that's <laughs> that's like the issue. I don't see anybody coming with a contract for Danny Jones. Who would be desperate enough to give Dan Jones forty five million dollars? The Jets. <sighs> That would be amazing. I mean, it would, until he won a Super Bowl for him, that would. Rogers Rogers comes out of his hole and decides he's you know going to the Raiders. Car signs with the Saints. Jimmy G goes to I don't know Carolina or something. Tannehill because he's been rumored for the Jets. That'd be incredible. Tannehill goes somewhere. And then all of a sudden you're sitting there and Jones is like the last guy. He probably wouldn't be the last guy, but this is my hypothetical. Mm -hmm. Danny Jones is the last guy. I guess the Giants would need to have a quarterback too by then. And the the Jets are just like, we have this win now. We have good skill players, good defense, and Jones is there. It would have to be after Rodgers and probably Carr made their decisions. And then the Jets would be like, oh, fuck. And then they just overpay. Like Rodgers snubs them. Car, mm. car snubs them, and then Danny Jones. There are Jets fans who are still all in on Rodgers. I don't understand it. I don't. I know he's like a year removed from being an he's, MVP. It has nothing to do with this. I think Rodgers could help them if he's at playing at the top of his game. But I don't believe it. Just, it just wouldn't be a bad. It just would be a bad marriage. Be toxic. I, I don't believe that he's in it. To win Super Bowls anymore, I just don't like. He can talk. He could say he is. He could. I just. I don't want that kind of attitude on my team. He's a diva, especially the Jets. I mean, the Jets are all about. It's for fifty-six years, whatever it's been since they won the Super Bowl. Like they're literally a team that's just. It's all about the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I just don't think he's at that point of his career where like he just. I don't believe in his commitment. To a game, and he might come out and you know, with another MVP next year, maybe even win a playoff round by some miracle next year. But I mean, I, I just I don't see I don't see it, and I I, I have to believe a hundred percent in a guy to chase him like this. I don't even if I had like not even really chasing him. You got to give up all kinds of draft picks. picks. Yep, yep. Whereas Car, you could just sign. Yeah, I I still think he's going to go back to. Green Bay, and I think if he doesn't go back to Green Bay, it's Vegas. It said that says that the you know the reports are that the Packers organization has had it with him, mm-hmm. but I mean if he comes out of his hole and he's like I'm back, I, I mean they're gonna take him back. I think. Is it um? When's it come out? Is it tomorrow or Thursday? Comes out of his hole? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I wonder where the tea leaves are. Saying to him right now, yeah, I just, I just will, I just, we just got out as a Nets fan. I just got out of the Kyrie, Kyrie thing, and you're just asking for the same shit coming into your place, and it's a distraction. And it's like, it's like you, you have to talk yourself into the skills being worth the bullshit all the time, and then on top of all that, not winning. So it's like, all right, we're not winning. He t- he's full of shit, and but he's really good sometimes. So I guess we got to live with it because he's really good sometimes. But it's just not enough for me. I can't. I can't have that kind of guy around my team. I just. I'm. I'm. The Kyrie thing. The Durant thing, ruined me for that. 
and maybe see things a little more clearly. And that, that's that's Rogers. It's a guy. It's a it's about him. Whether he says it's about him or not, whether he says he's a team guy, it's about him. It's always about him. The guys don't go on soft landing podcasts every week to self serve themselves to get softball answers without them being the star of their own fucking movie in their heads. I don't need that. And it's not my quarterback. Imagine if those mushrooms tell him to pick the Jets, though. <laughs> would that qualify as a bad trip? Most likely it would end in a bad trip. Amazing. Yeah. Never doing hallucinogens again. But if he goes and wins a, a championship, I mean, everybody's going to be doing shrooms next President's Day. <laughs> I think the best case scenario for Rodgers... Well, I mean, the Jets would be pretty exciting. But if he went to the Raiders, I think they'd be like a, a, a real exciting like 9-8 and eight team. Yeah. They'd like Josh score Jacobs. a lot of points. Adams would be, you know. Adams, yeah. And you know uh, Mark Davis, that he saw he shaved his head. No, I didn't see that. Got a crew cut no. now. Um, or he's just bald, I guess. Not really a crew cut. But Mark Davis, um, he's he, you know, the, you know the history of the Raiders. I mean, what they give up for Gruden to come back. I mean, the, yeah. them them like over, you know, spending or overpaying for uh, Rodgers with a ton of draft picks is definitely on the table. It would be oh, on man. brand with the Raiders. Oh yeah, he's probably looking at his shops that that he's that he hears that the the Packers are done with him. Yeah, bad, bad blood or whatever. Imagine Jordan Love though comes out. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, why would you want to go to that guy again? It's it's a matter of like being comfortable with the guy you have, or moving on to a, a world of the unknown and the uncomfortable. Yeah. So, it, like with Jones, is forty five million enough to just be comfortable with a guy, or do you want to find a guy who's the right fit for the team? And with the Packers, it's you have a first ballot Hall of Famer. Guy's been one of the best MVP just a year ago. Do you stick with that comfort or do you move on to the pain of Jordan Love? And uh, what would be like a five to 10 year rebuild? Because they are not going to be competitive for a long time in Green Bay. Oh, I don't know. I think they, they could be competitive. Weak division, weak conference. Jordan Love might be good. Eight first round draft picks on that defense. They love to tell us that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. When does free agency start? Is it March? Like guys can't officially start to sign. Oh, free agency is scheduled to begin on March 15th. Okay, so we got a few weeks. You could franchise uh tag guys though, right? Coming up. I was always confused by what the hell like franchise tagging means. It's basically a way to like it's basically a way to get them for one year, not commit yeah. to them long term. Guys hate it. I know guys hate it. Devontae Adams, that's how he ended up in Vegas, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. You got anything else, uh, Andy, for tonight? I think that's it. All right, well, good show. We'll be back here. Uh, we have a Wednesday night show this week. Uh, we cannot record on Thursday, so we'll be back here on Wednesday night for a Thursday release. And then, uh, yeah, 
Life After Football continues. Thanks for tuning in here to Sunday Poor. We will talk to you on Wednesday night. Ant. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll talk to you Wednesday, later on in the week. Until then, peace. And then no transitions, please.